1: your really in
2: money pit. looks like a dump. money pit.
3: up the up your sweet Money Pit.
2: The Money Pit is presented by Aero Fasteners, LL Flooring, the official flooring partner of the Money
4: Pit and Bank of America. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And it's the ho-ho home improvement season. Leslie, are you excited?
1: I'm super excited. Are you kidding? It's my favorite time of year. The tree smells fantastic. Everything looks so lovely. I always tell my kids, I'm like, everything looks its best this time of year. Everybody wants to be festive and friendly. I love it.
4: It's a winter wonderland inside and outside your house with all of the colorful lights that are up. Now, if you're thinking about a project you'd like to get done before the holidays, I got news for you. It's too late. We can't help you. But maybe if you want to plan a project for next year, now would be a good time to talk about that. So you've got plenty of time to get all your ducks in a row. You can call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, or you can post your questions to moneypit.com. Coming up on today's show, vinegar. It works well for salads and for cooking. But did you know there are many ways to use it to keep your home clean? We're going to share five ways to do just that. And we're going to teach you some tricks that you can use to clean your appliances, your bathrooms, and even your tools in just a bit.
1: And staying on top of home maintenance can prevent small problems from becoming expensive nightmares. But it's not easy to keep track of every little thing that requires upkeep. Well, now there's an app for that, and it's been created by Consumer Reports. We're going to share the details just ahead.
4: And the holidays leave little time for things to go wrong. But what happens when they do? We're going to share some simple solutions to solve the most common holiday home improvement hassles.
1: And no matter when you listen to the Money Pit, you can always get in our fun giveaways. And this one is sure to make you want to stick around. We're giving away the Arrow GT300 glue gun, and it's worth $49.
4: It's going out to one listener drawn at random. So give us a call with your home improvement questions, your do-it-yourself dilemmas at 1-888-MONEYPIT, or post them to MoneyPit.com. Let's get to it.
1: Going out to California where Marlene's got a question about a rotten egg smell in the bath. What's going on?
4: In
5: our master bathroom shower, when you turn on the hot water faucet, it smells like rotten eggs. It's really awful. And um, this lasts for, you know, several minutes and then it'll go away. We have oh six other hot water faucets in the house, including a shower, and none of these faucets do this. And so we were wondering, you know, should we call a plumber? Would a plumber know what to do to uh, change this?
4: Marlene, that odor usually stems from your water heater, even though you're only smelling it in those couple of bathrooms. I suspect it could be forming in your water heater. That sort of rotten egg or sulfur smell is actually caused by bacteria in the water. And it's reacting to the deterioration of the sacrificial anode, which is inside a water heater. It's usually made of magnesium or aluminum, and it will react with that and cause that odor. So one of the solutions is to replace that anode. And if you look at the top of the water heater that looks like there's a bolt sort of stuck into the top of the water heater, that's the anode there. And if you pull that anode out and replace it, uh, even with one, a better bet is one that's made of zinc. There's, There's a type of anode called zinc alloy. Um, That will stop that odor from happening.
5: Oh, okay.
4: It's probably best to have a plumber do that, yeah. But if you call a plumber about this rotten egg odor and tell them to look at your anode, I think you might find the solution right there. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: All right, our next caller has a question that I'm happy to answer over the phone, but will not go see in person. William in Delaware has mice. What is going on over there?
3: Yeah, we recently, back in March, moved in a Habitat for Humanity home, and we really enjoyed Torero in downtown Wilmington. Mm-hmm. And for the first, I'd say, four or five months, we had no problems with mice or anything else. But the last three or four months, man, we've been getting mice coming in from the basement, I think that's where they're coming from. We've caught like 25 mice in the last three or four months. Wow! That's why we've got sticky traps out, going around and put low expanding uh, foam in any cracks I can find, and uh, basement penetration stuff. But I, don't, I don't know where they're coming in. Other than that, and I was wondering if you had any ideas what next, what to do next.
4: Well, why don't you get a cat and a snake? Problem will be solved. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, of my family's allergic to dogs and cats, so I can't do
4: that. <laughs> well, look, um, have you tried bait yet? Well, yeah, I had some bait traps outside, but they're still coming in. Okay, so is it getting rid of rodents is sort of a management problem? All right, you know they're so small they can squeeze into the space the size of a, of a nickel, and so you're doing all of the right things now. Outside the house, and since it's a newer house, this may not be the case, but we always tell people to not store firewood against house, not store garbage against house to make sure that there's, there's no, you know, uh, areas where mice can sort of linger around the outside of the house. Inside the house, you want to make sure you don't have any kind of food source. So if you had a pet that might be, you know, the dog food bag or if you have a, a pantry that might be the not keeping the cereal boxes on the bottom shelf where they can be chewed into by mice. You know, those are all the normal things. Beyond that, it's a maintenance issue uh, where you're going to make sure you keep, you said bait's outside. I would put bait inside. Um, what I would do is, is this on a basement or a crawl space? Yeah, it has a basement. So I would, and the basement's not finished? No, it's not. So what I would do is I would get some bait some bait stations, put it up on the ledge uh Between the concrete block and the bottom sill where the framing is, that's sort of like the highway that the mice the mice will use to crawl all around the outside of the house. So put your bait stations right there so that they can have uh, some have some of that delectable uh, poison and then go outside and die. Well, hopefully that's
3: what, well, that's what I was a little leery about. I'm afraid that they they might die inside the house
4: someplace where I can get to it. Nah. Now, occasionally you could find one inside the house, but it's unusual. Normally they'll go outside. The thing is, as the weather gets colder, they go inside because they, they like a nice they like a nice warm house as well. But you've got to prevent them by sealing up all the gaps and putting out uh, bait stations. Okay,
3: well, I'll try more of the bait stations outside then.
4: Not outside. Put the bait inside on that ledge. Oh, okay. Okay? okay. Yes, I will. All right. Good luck with that problem. Okay, thanks. You're welcome, Bill. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Well, no matter when you listen to The Money Pit, you can always get in on our fun giveaways. And this one is sure to make you want to stick around. We've got up for grabs the Arrow GT300 Glue Gun. It's a high-temp glue gun, heavy-duty, durable, super comfortable in your hand. It's going to heat up fast. It has a drip-resistant nozzle. And you're not going to waste a lot of glue, which I love. It's worth 49 bucks, but one lucky listener is going to get it for free.
4: That's right. So give us a call. It's going out to one listener drawn at random. Make that you. The number here is one eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Denise in Ohio is on the line with some window condensation. Tell us what's going on. I've got some uh, windows.
5: They're double pane. The House is about ten years old, and I am constantly battling condensation in the windows. I typically, with a lot of the windows, open them um, daily and close them at nighttime. If there's some windows that I don't get to in the wintertime when it gets really cold, there's water dripping, it pools, it turns to ice. I try and get some of that um, putty type stuff that you can put in the bottom and along the sides.
4: Is the condensation inside the panes of the windows or is it like on the inside surface?
5: Inside surface of the house.
4: All right, now these are thermal pane windows or single pane windows? Double. Well, clearly the insulated glass is not insulated. So that's why you're getting this level of condensation. If you had truly insulated glass, it would be too warm for this condensation to occur. But you have warm, moist air in the house. It's striking the very, very cold, virtually uninsulated glass and then condensing on that glass and dripping down. So that's what's going on. That's what's causing the moisture. It's nothing more than, unfortunately, bad windows. So with that said, replacement windows are in your future. Now, you don't have to do it immediately, but it's a project you're going to have to face. I mean, the good news is that replacement windows, the costs have come down. They're all custom made by, by just by nature. So uh, the company will measure the windows in your house. And by replacing them, they simply pull out the sashes, the old sashes, and slip in a new window like into the old hole. And it looks great. It works well. It's just a good system. So that's in your future. For now, though, what we need to do is two things. We need to take as much humidity out of the house as we can. And secondly, I'd like to see you get a barrier in front of those windows. So if you could use, for example, a, uh insulated shade, one that has sort of those um, honeycomb kind of designs. That would help a little bit.
5: I've got double right now, and I just ordered triple for some other windows.
4: Well, that will help, because that basically will stop some of that warm, moist air from hitting the window. And also, drapes. I mean, uh, shades and drapes help the situation. In terms of the humidity... There are a number of ways we can attack this. Uh, First of all, you want to make sure you start outside your house looking at the drainage conditions at the foundation perimeter, because believe it or not, if water is allowed to collect around the foundation, and if it doesn't run away from your house, if the gutters aren't extended away from the house, that foundation will absorb water and it will release into the air once it gets inside. That adds the humidity. So I would definitely do that. Secondly, I would ask you to check to make sure that all your vent fans are venting out, not recirculating because that will help as well. And thirdly, up in the attic, you want to make sure that you're well ventilated because that vapor pressure starts at the basement or or first floor, will permeate all the building materials and and end up in the attic. And if the attic's not ventilated enough, it's going to kind of hang right there. So those are ways to reduce humidity inside the house. Of course, you could also use a whole home dehumidifier. Uh, But I think in this case, if we just control moisture and try to get something that's protecting those windows, that's the best you're going to do, short of replacing them.
5: Well, what about getting some circulation? If I open them earlier in the morning and get some circulation going, will
4: that... No, you're, it's, listen, this is just science, okay? Warm, warm moist air against cold surface equals condensation you know it, the flip you see this you see this in the summer when you go outside with a glass of iced tea and moisture forms on the outside of it it's the same thing it's just happening in the winter in your house because everything is re- is reversed the warm moist air is inside the house and that cold glass is your window
5: yes and unfortunately we have to keep the humidity at a certain temperature because of asthma and allergies yeah. All right. Didn't get as good a windows as I thought
1: I did.
4: <laughs> All right, <laughs> Denise. Sorry I couldn't give you better news, but may, maybe you'll get through with that. 888-666-3974.
1: Olin's on the line with a Wayne's Coding question. How can I help you today?
6: Yes, uh, I was wanting to do some Wayne's coating in my living room, and uh, I'd seen some people do it with pallets actually taking the pieces off and using the slats for the wainscoting. And I know they do treat them with some chemicals and stuff. And as long as I run it through a planer and everything, would that pretty much treat it as long as it's filled up with the polyurethane and all that to keep it from being toxic from... With the children and stuff.
4: Well, I can't really answer that question because I'm not sure how they treat the pallets. And frankly, I've torn a lot of pallets apart in my days as, as things have been delivered and I never really had a concern about treatment and never actually can recall smelling an odor from the treatment.
6: Well, I, I, I never would have thought about it, but I looked at some, stu- at some pallet ideas online and I saw where some people had done wood floors with them and the Lane's coating. And it just, it looked stunning, really. It was totally different looking from what you'd think a pallet would usually be, you know. Right. And so that's what gave me the idea. And I thought, well, that's, that would be a cheap idea to use.
4: Yeah, and hey, it's an, it's, an, it's an upcycling too, Leslie. I mean, you're taking something and reusing it in a new and creative way. Better than sending it to ground to a, to a, to a dump. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be personally too concerned about uh, treatment because I'm not sure that it, that they are treated. But I would say that if you detect any odors and you're thinking that they're treated, then, you know, it, the virtue of the fact that you're going to seal them will probably minimize that. So I, for me, I don't think it would be a concern.
6: Okay. Well, that sounds good then. I appreciate it, guys.
4: Well, vinegar works well for salads and cooking, but did you know there are many, many ways to use it to keep your home clean? Here are five uses that might just surprise you.
1: First, here's a homemade recipe for dryer sheets that save money and make your clothes super soft, and it uses white vinegar. So you simply fill a glass jar halfway with vinegar. You want to add 15 to 20 drops of an essential oil. That's, you know, optional if you want to give it a scent and put some rags into the jar. When you need a dryer sheet, you wring out one of the rags, throw it in with your clothes. These DIY dryer sheets are going to eliminate static and help soften your laundry and also leave your clothes smelling great. Now, next, for fresher laundry, you want to add a half a cup of vinegar to your normal laundry load. You keep your same soap, your same fabric softener, whatever you normally do, just add in that vinegar. It's going to help soften, eliminate those stubborn stains, and deodorize.
4: Now, there's also a couple of good uses for vinegar in a bathroom. If you want to deep clean your jetted tub or your hot tub, vinegar is a great way to do so. The acidic nature of vinegar will break down the hard water buildup in those interior pipes uh, and leave it being very nice and clean. It can also get rid of any bacteria that hides in those spots. Just fill the tub with warm water until the jets are fully submerged. Then add two cups of vinegar and run it for about 10 minutes.
1: Plus, you know, it's really a great way to remove those hard water deposits that may clog your shower head. You can combine a half a cup of baking soda with one cup of vinegar into a large freezer size Ziploc bag, then raise that bag up to the shower head and submerge the entire fixture into that bag with the mixture. You can even secure the bag with a rubber band and let it sit. This is going to help remove any calcium buildup or bacteria that's accumulated over time. After about 30 minutes, remove that bag and run the shower to rinse and wait till you see how much better that water
4: is flowing. And finally, if the blades of your scissors have any sticky residue on them, you can dampen a rag with vinegar and wipe the blades of your scissors. The vinegar will do a great job of removing any adhesive or buildup and the scissors will be shining like they're brand new. And there you have it. Lots more things you can do with white vinegar outside of just making your salad fixings.
1: Lane in Arkansas is looking to do some countertop updates with the cement countertop. How can we help you with that project?
6: I've been wanting to get granite countertops forever, and uh, I can't really afford it being a single dad and paying the mortgage and everything. So I was looking at the concrete method. I watched some videos on YouTube and whatnot, and I really like how it looks because it looks a lot like the granite. And my question kind of is it, pretty simple for a a guy that that knows a lot of not a lot about concrete but you know a little about it and uh the edging stuff that they sell on websites do you need to buy that or can is there a way that you can do it with just normal like wood where you can form it up yourself
4: so first of all concrete countertops are beautiful but they're a lot of work to build, as you've learned if you've watched all of those YouTube videos, which I commend you for doing. In terms of the edging, you certainly um having those tools certainly makes it a lot easier. But if you're crafty, you probably could make your own edging tools. Okay. To get an acceptable edge to that concrete surface. Uh the good news is that the materials itself are is, is fairly inexpensive. So if you really screw it up, you could <laughs> break it up. Throw it in the garden and start again, you know. Right. <laughs> but um, the the key is really the prep and making sure that you've got the form built correctly and you're totally ready to go. You know exactly what you're going to do once you start to pour in that concrete because you don't get a second chance.
6: Would you recommend a certain type of concrete?
4: You know, Quickrete makes a commercial-grade countertop mix. All right. Oh, wow. So I would just go buy that. Okay. You you can pick that up at, at a home center hardware store and just go for that.
6: Well, that sounds good. That's probably what I'll end up doing then.
1: Well, staying on top of routine home maintenance can prevent small problems from becoming expensive nightmares, but it's not so easy to keep track of every little thing that requires occasional care.
4: Well, now it is because there's an app for that. It's called Upkept, and it was created by the experts at Consumer Reports, who say the app makes it easy for folks to maintain their homes inside and out. With us to talk about that is Ted Bongiovanni, the Senior Director of New Ventures for Consumer Reports. Welcome, Ted.
0: Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Leslie. It's so great to be here with you both today.
4: Well, we are in an information overload society right now, so any app that helps keep our home organized, and straight and well maintained is going to be a welcome addition to our phones, so talk to us about upkept and how it came to be
0: oh, sure I'd love to do that. Um, you know Tom, people are buying homes at a record pace, especially millennial and first time home buyers and you know in in this uh, really torrid environment, folks are even foregoing home inspection, which is a perilous thing to do, but then you know, kind of you, you, you get the keys, you close the door, and then it, it kind of dawns on you, oh, my goodness, I'm responsible for this house, and I have to take care of everything in it. There are literally hundreds of things that you have to do. Um, home maintenance is really hard, and, but doesn't have to be because you don't know what to do or when to do it. And that's where upkept comes in, right? We, we really we listen to folks. We knew that this was a real pain point for them. And uh, we wanted to build something for them to make it easy to do what you have to do when you have to do it.
1: I mean, which is pretty great because I imagining it makes it less overwhelming because you sort of prioritize the tasks.
0: That's right. Right. You you can't because you can't. You couldn't do it all at once, even if you wanted to. A lot of it is seasonal, but Upkept has over 250 maintenance tasks that cover the 50 most common items. And, um, again, tells you what to do and and when to do it and and how to do it. So uh, you're not kind of left trying to figure it out or feeling that you have to tackle it all at once, right? So whether it's the electrical system, heating and cooling, the floor, the roof, your appliances, ignoring it and, you know, procrastinating can really cost you money. But that's where Consumer Reports wanted to step in and really be there to guide people with expert
4: advice. So when you first download the app, I imagine there's a setup period. You have to go around and sort of register your appliances and your systems so the app kind of knows what you have and then can start to deliver relevant maintenance and repair and updating advice based on what's in your home as opposed to just being a generic source of information?
0: That's right. The more that you tell us, the more that we're going to be able to do to build a customized maintenance plan that's just for you. It's also good for insurance purposes to know exactly what's in your home, how old it is. We can do things like predict how long something is going to last given all the data that we have at Consumer Reports. But, you know, a few taps and clicks um, on your camera um, and and you're on your way to uh, person, like a customized maintenance plan that takes into account the things uh, that you have, you know, whether it's a certain kind of a, a fridge or HVAC system, you know, just so that it's not, um, it's not generic, but really personalized and targeted just for you.
1: And it really will talk everybody through the steps so that you're not sort of like, great, well, I have to do this, but I... I just don't know how.
0: Right, right, exactly, exactly. Like part of we have a tremendous amount of expertise at Consumer Reports in the home space that we're able to put in place for folks that are homeowners. So really, we we make it you know kind of one, two, three, so that you just um, any step that we have. Like let's say you know I, I know you all are complete experts at this, but modern dishwashers, for example. Um, they they need to be the filters in there need to be cleaned at a regular um, at a regular interval. We're going to give you step by step directions on on how to tackle um, that job, and you know so that you can not have to consult multiple sources or go searching uh, down a an internet rabbit hole of of conflicting advice, or even after we're like, you know, kind of know that that would be something that has to be done.
4: Ted, is the app smart in the sense that I might be able to register the fact that I have a, I just got a new Bosch dishwasher, enter the serial number or scan a barcode and then have the app like find all the relevant material that's online about this, like the owner's manual and, and, and that sort of thing and sort of help me keep it all in one place?
0: Tom, that's it's it's good for us to hear that that's something that you have on your wish list. Um, it's something that's that we don't do right now, but it is something that we're considering for for our roadmap, right? If that's something that we hear that people want to have in the app, it's something that we're we've explored and are thinking about uh, about adding in. A lot of those steps aren't not necessarily model specific, so we feel comfortable with. Uh, you know, kind of the step-by-step how-tos, but if we think that we could save some folks some trouble with having to, you know, kind of rifle through a kitchen drawer or, or whatever digital solution, you know, kind of Googling for those product manuals, that, that that's something certainly that's worth considering.
4: Yeah, the virtual extra kitchen drawer where all that stuff gets dumped. That's what we're looking for. You know, before, uh, before you came on, we were chatting with our engineer, Jim, about this, and he had a great suggestion, and that is what about like the recalls? Wouldn't it be great if you knew that I had this Bosch appliance and there was a recall on it that you alerted me because, you know, manufacturers do a good job. The Consumer Product Safety Commission does a good job, but sometimes people just don't hear about recalls. And if there was a place where it was, you know, permanently indexed, that's, uh, that'd be something awfully nice for, uh, for Consumer Reports to help alert us to.
1: If you don't register the product with the manufacturer, they're not going to reach out to you. But here, at least you're telling the app, I have this appliance. So there's another layer of notification.
0: That's right. We don't we don't do product recall notifications, but that's something that's near and dear. Keeping people safe um, is something that's near and dear to the hearts and minds of folks at Consumer Reports, and that's definitely something that that we're looking into, so that we could, if there was a recall on something in your home, you'd be the first to know about it.
4: Well, you do do quite a bit. It's a great app. We had a chance to play with it, and uh, it looks like it's going to be very helpful to a lot of people. Ted Bongiovanni, the Senior Director of New Ventures for Consumer Reports, nice job getting this out to the market, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing how it's adopted and, and what kinds of uses folks are finding for it.
0: Tom and Leslie, great to be here with you today to share the news about Upkept and really looking forward to helping consumers save time and money and manage their homes with ease with Upkept.
4: If you'd like to check out the app yourself, you can go to upkepthome.com. That's upkepthome.com. Well, if you've got a home improvement question, now would be a great time to reach out to us because one lucky listener is going to get the Arrow GT300 glue gun. It was named the best glue gun by Popular Mechanics, and we agree. It works really, really well. It's designed nicely to fit right in your hand. I mean my hand always cramps up with a regular glue gun. Uh, it's also got a nice nose design so you get into hard to reach places. It's perfect for projects around the house, home repairs, crafts, you name it, worth forty-nine bucks going out to one caller drawn at random. So make that you and reach out to us with your home improvement question at one eight eighty eight money pit.
1: Renee in North Carolina needs some help weatherproofing. What can we do for you? I just recently
5: moved into a brand new apartment complex. So, you know, the the windows are, you know, pretty pretty good windows. But what I found is that it is freezing in here now that the temperatures drop. So I'm looking for suggestions on how to put up temporary um, fixes to um, the windows leaking the air in, and also the sliding door. Um, I have a big sliding glass door that I'm not sure how to weatherproof that.
4: All right, Renee, first of all, um, as far as the windows are concerned, one of the things you might want to look into is weather stripping caulk. There's a certain type of caulk that's designed to be removable. And one of the products is called Seal and Peel, with the letter N, Seal and Peel. I think that one is by Red Devil or DAP. Uh, both man- Both manufacturers have a version of this. And the way it works is, you essentially can caulk the windows shut, so you can caulk around all those gaps. And then in the spring, you can grab the the caulk bead and peel it off, and it comes off like a piece of rubber.
1: Just make sure you leave one window unclosed, you know, unsealed, because just in case you need it for degrass, you know, in an event of an emergency, because it comes out, but it just doesn't come out that fast.
4: Now, as far as the door is concerned, I would just use shrink film for that. So the shrink film, uh, basically you put a two-sided adhesive tape around the door and then you attach the film to that and then you take a hairdryer and warm the film and it shrinks and gets nice and taut and crystal clear.
5: Okay. So the film would actually uh, prevent the, door, the sliding glass door from opening?
4: Correct. You would not be able to okay. use that door in the winter. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have to be able to use it, then you just have to use weather stripping but it's probably not going to be as effective.
5: Okay, well, this has been very helpful. (laughs) I've just been afraid to put up anything that was going to destroy the window or the paint.
4: I know. You want to get that security (laughs) deposit back eventually, right?
5: Definitely, or not pay more.
4: (laughs) All right, Renee. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, the potatoes are mashed, the pumpkin pie is cooling, and the guests are hungry. But what's a homeowner to do when the unpredictable happens? Step one, don't get caught off guard.
1: Yeah, that's true. So if your garbage disposal goes on the fritz, turn off the electrical circuit, use a flashlight and tongs to pull out any obstructing objects, not your fingers, always tongs. If this doesn't work, go from the inside of the base kitchen cabinet, insert an Allen wrench into the base of the disposal, rotate clockwise and counterclockwise until the object dislodges, and then it's going to be great.
4: Now, if electricity takes a timeout when your guests are visiting, there's a good chance you tripped a circuit breaker. So first, you want to turn off appliances that might have been running and caused that trip, like hair dryers or microwaves or vacuum cleaners. Then head on over to the main electrical panel and look for the breaker that is in the tripped position. Switch it off and back on. Then plug the appliances back in one at a time so the circuit doesn't trip again.
1: And if your dishwasher decides to go on strike after 20 of your closest friends and relatives have just finished their dinner, don't panic just yet. There's a chance a large dish is simply blocking the spray arm. It's a very easy fix. Reorganize the rack and run it again.
4: There you have it. The most common holiday home improvement hassles solved. For a complete list, head on over to our website at moneypit.com.
1: Claire in Maine, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today?
4: Yes, I have a little problem with my water softener.
2: Yeah, I uh, I seem to have nice soft water with it. Uh, soap lathers good and everything. But when I wash my vehicles, and then one of those is black, after it dries, wherever there was any of the uh, droplets of water, when that dries off, I get all these little white deposits all over the vehicle. And I was wondering why, if it's soft water, why I'm getting those.
4: Yeah, because it doesn't sound very soft. It sounds more like hard water. You've got a lot of minerals in that. Now, the water that you're using to wash the vehicles, this is coming from the water softener? Yes, all my water,
2: my hot and my cold, go through the softener.
4: Including the hose bibs that you're hooking up to to wash the car? Yes. Well, I mean, obviously, the water softener is not working correctly. You've got a lot of minerals in there, and that's what's showing up on your beautiful black car.
2: Well, I know I had the uh, hardness checked about three years ago, and they... they gave me a number of 23, and they set it at that, and that's what I've been going with ever since.
4: Well, maybe it's time to have it serviced again and, and have it checked again because things can change. That's got to be what's causing it, though.
1: Chase in Colorado wrote in saying, my wife and I just bought our first house, and we want to replace the faucets in the bathroom and the kitchen sinks. We have zero DIY skills, but we watched some YouTube videos, and we think we can handle it. Uh, Are we crazy to try? (laughs) I
4: love it. Well, you're smart enough to ask the question. I mean, it's great. You know, um, here's the thing I think that this particular project used to be a lot harder than it is. I have to say that I recently had to replace a faucet uh, in a sink in uh, our downstairs bathroom. And I was really impressed with how much easier the manufacturers have made it. You know, they actually include simple tools to help you tighten fixtures in hard-to-reach places, which is something that you normally need to buy some pretty expensive wrenches to do. And the whole thing went together really, really easily. So I don't think it's that hard to do as long as the water valves turn off easily. That's the key. The first step is always trying to turn the valves off under the sink. And if they're not, like, stuck and you can turn them off simply and you run the faucet and nothing drips out, well, then you can take your time and get it done Right. But I will say that I think the faucets today are a lot better made for DIYers like yourself. And it's not a terribly bad place to stop. Uh, the worst thing would be if you had to like, call it neighbor or a relative to kind of like get you out of a jam, right? It's kind of like admitting defeat. <laughs> we got your back on this. We think you can do it. So go ahead and give it a shot.
1: All right. You know, and I love that you watched a video. I honestly have to tell you that when I was learning how to use drafting software, I would literally be across from like my design partner and be like, mm-hmm, and they'd be like, I see you watching that YouTube video in your glasses. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> nothing. No, nothing to see here.
4: <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Well, adding a festive touch to your windows is a great way to spread holiday cheer. But you need to make sure you know how to attach those decorations without damaging the window frames. Leslie's going to share some of her non-destructive decorating secrets in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie?
1: Yeah, you know, it's really fun to decorate your windows for the holidays. I mean, what's a holiday card without a decorated window or two popping through? Now, the problem is, though, that modern, more energy efficient windows are much easier to damage because they have a lot more moving parts than the old fashioned wood windows that you may have grown up with. So here's a few obvious things that you should never do to the windows. Don't drill into them. Don't puncture the frames or the sashes. Also, you want to steer clear of gluing, stapling, or taping lights to that window frame. You also need to be careful with real pine branches or cones. Fresh pine sap can leave nasty stains after the holiday season is over. And while it's super tempting, don't spray fake snow from aerosol cans onto the windows. It looks great, but let me tell you, sometimes that snow residue is very difficult to remove after the holidays. So how do you dress up those windows and add some holiday cheer? Suction cups, those are great for hanging glass ornaments, icicles, wreaths, you name it. If you've got homes with younger kids, those peel-and-stick temporary decorations deliver all the excitement of decorating with none of the risks. I know my kids still even love to do those little, like, stretchy, gummy-looking things. It's like the snowmen and the snowflakes, but my little one always likes to kind of go freeform with them and then I'm like I'm so tempted to put them back together I'm like oh that snowman's not quite in the right order But let those kids sort of express themselves and you know I just keep my set designer inside and you know leave it as is but there's so many ways to do these windows that make it look lovely you know attach things to the trim around the window not the window itself whatever you do be safe have fun enjoy the holiday season that's really what it's all about
4: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, when the weather outside turns frightful, a fire might be delightful. But not if it's driving up your heating costs. It can do just that. We're going to share tips, though, to make those fireplaces more energy efficient on the very next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't
1: have to do it alone.
2: and a ball.